Welcome to the Identity Theft Resource Center's Weekly Breach Breakdown for January 7th, 2022. I'm James Lee, and our podcast today is possible thanks to support from Experian. Each week, we look at the most recent events and trends related to data security and privacy. This is the first episode of our third season, and a lot has happened since we last visited in late December 2021. We're in the midst now of another global cyber attack against an obscure but near-universal software component known as Log4j. The Federal Trade Commission this week warned organizations it will take action if they fail to fix the flaw on a timely basis, similar to the $700 million in fines and remediations aimed at Equifax following its 2017 security and data breach. So far, there have been no major data breaches reported as a result of the Log4j flaws. Before the old year ended, though, an unknown number of T-Mobile customers received notices that their personal information and phones were compromised in a SIM swapping attack. That's where criminals are able to take over a mobile phone, allowing them to intercept multi-factor authentication codes, among other actions. This was T-Mobile's third data breach in 2021, And unlike a data breach that impacted more than 50 million T-Mobile customers earlier in the year, T-Mobile did not issue a public breach notice this time. Starting off the new year on the wrong foot was a Florida health system that issued a news release and posted a notice on its website acknowledging a data breach that included a significant amount of personal information on patients, such as social security numbers, driver's licenses, insurance information, and medical data too. The Broward Health System issued a statement on Saturday, New Year's Day, pointing again to an increasing lack of transparency around data breaches. The weekend disclosure did not include how many individuals were impacted. But because of state requirement notices in Maine, where at least one of the breach victims lives, we know that sensitive medical information on 1.3 million patients was compromised. The cybercriminals gained access to the information through an all-too-familiar path, a third-party vendor who had access to patient information, but is not believed to have the same level of cybersecurity as the hospital system. By the way, the breach occurred in October 2021. While delaying data breach notices at the request of law enforcement is often a legitimate reason to hold off on notifying victims, issuing a data breach notice on a Saturday that is also a major holiday And then withholding important information, well, let's just say that's not a best practice. That's the kind of action that results in victims ignoring data breach notices. And then we learned this week news involving a trend that we highlighted at the ITRC on a regular basis in 2021, the use of stolen account credentials to launch cyber attacks. New York Attorney General Letitia James this week announced the results of an investigation that revealed 1.1 million online accounts at 17 well-known organizations were compromised using stolen logins and passwords. According to a news release from the Attorney General, each of the companies investigated the compromises after being alerted by her office, and most of the attacks had not been detected at the time. The investigation also revealed that the stolen credentials were used in automated attacks known as credential stuffing. That's where cybercriminals attempt to access accounts using lists of stolen credentials and automated credential stuffing software at a rate of hundreds of accounts per second. 
These kind of attacks only succeed because the criminals know our bad habit of reusing logins and passwords on multiple accounts. The ITRC's research shows 85% of consumers admit to reusing passwords on multiple accounts, although some do adopt a still risky practice of using variations of the same password on different accounts. One housekeeping item before we end this week's episode, the ITRC will publish our annual data breach report on January 24th and present the findings at a virtual conference we're hosting with the Better Identity Coalition. Stay tuned for more information. If you want to know more about how to protect your personal information, or if you think you have been the victim of an identity crime, you can speak with an expert ITRC advisor on the phone, chat live on the web, or exchange emails during our normal business hours. Just visit idtheftcenter.org to get started. Thanks again to Experian for supporting the ITRC and this podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Weekly Breach Breakdown. Thanks for listening.